Hey everybody, David Bozell, your conductor from For America headquarters. We're going to get to the Trump indictment reaction and what to do about it in a second. But first, I thought it necessary to wish everyone a happy Transgender Day of Visibility. A proclamation by your president, Brandon, I mean Joe Biden, On this day, Transgender Day of Visibility, we want you to know that we see you just as you are. Made in the image of God, according to Joe Biden, and deserving of dignity, respect, and support, blah, 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 blah. You want to know what kind of a cold son of a bitch Joe Biden is? There's been been no proclamation or day of visibility for the... Six victims of Nashville, three children, murdered by a transgender. She guns down three kids. And then two days later, three days later, Joe Biden has declared today to be a transgender day of visibility. Just goes to show you the cold-hearted bastard that he really is. And this does tie into the Trump indictment, believe it or not. Because the only way, the question of the day for conservatism, how do you stop this? What do you do about it? And the answer is really fairly simple. And the way the system was designed See, the Founding Fathers were brilliant in a ton of ways, but the system that they designed was that if we did not like something that the executive branch wanted to do or was doing, our representatives in Washington would not fund it. Currently, and for the better part of the last 20 to 30 years, we have been funding our own demise because for the most part the Republican Party has not had the stones to either A, defund it or B, say no to it at the outset. The only way through this is to not fund it. Andy Biggs, Arizona, puts out a tweet last night that hits the nail on the head and what he's going to do. Quote, I will use every leverage I have to defund every single federal dollar from this prosecuting office. Close quote. Now, I have no idea how many federal dollars go to the Manhattan DA. Perhaps none. And I'm under no illusions. I am sure there's a bunch of taxpayers in New York City that could would do a GoFundMe to fund this prosecution themselves. But the DOJ is an extension of the Manhattan DA. The Manhattan DA is an extension of DOJ. The Department of Justice, it is all tied together. 
I could think of about at least a dozen Republicans in the House which have the power over the purse and who have been quite adamant. There's been so much news about other things, the presidential, unfortunately, school shootings that have overshadowed them. But the House Freedom Caucus plus, and it's not just those guys, it's throw in the Republican Study Committee. I could think of about at least a dozen Republicans in the House that will now, given yesterday's news, are going to have a really tough time voting to give the Department of Justice another dime. Ever. Unless it's thoroughly gutted, unless this witch hunt against conservatism ends. And let's put this another way. It is up to the executive branch to solicit the legislative branch for the money for the executive branch to do what it wants to do. That's an overly simplistic, well, it's not overly simplistic. It's basically the way the system was designed. It is up to the executive branch to solicit the legislative branch for the money to do what it wants to do. It is up to the legislative branch to pass laws and to provide money The laws tell the executive branch what the legislative branch wants to do. And it's up to the executive branch to fulfill those obligations. How, given what the Department of Justice is doing to President Trump and conservatives across the country... Where does Joe Biden think he is going to find the votes to fund his Department of Justice now? These spending fights, this government is funding through September. September. And then it's going to be a battle royale. Where does Joe Biden think he's going to find the votes now? And then, so here's what Joe Biden will do. He'll threaten lots of things, full faith and credit of the United States. You'll hear that a zillion times over, blah, blah, blah. It's not like we've got any credit to fall back on now anyway. But he'll use all those scare tactics. And then he'll try to play, pardon the pun, he'll try to play what he thinks is going to be a trump card which is your Social Security payments, those of you that are living off of Social Security. And he'll threaten, and probably, if this Transgender Day of Visibility proclamation is any indication, he's so cold-hearted that he will not recognize the victims, but he'll recognize the so-called gender status of the killer. He's willing to go that far. Believe me, folks, he is willing to cut you off 
from Social Security. And he'll do it. So the so then the question becomes, are you willing to sacrifice some of your Social Security in order for this stuff to end? Because currently, yours and ours and mine, all of our taxpayer dollars are funding our own demise and have been for 30 years, but particularly within the last two or three. They're funding all of these prosecutions. They're funding this explosion in DEI within our government. They're funding all of this wokeness within our United States military. We're funding all of it. I don't need, you don't need to petition anything. Frankly, you don't even need to protest anything. You get down to brass tacks. Yes, we have the First Amendment to petition and to protest. But the real chit we get to play is whether or not we decide we want it funded. And Andy Beggs has planted the flag. I will use every leverage possible to defund all of this. Okay, so you've got a vote margin of five. That's one. Now you're down to four. You think Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to fund Joe Biden's Department of Justice? You think Matt Gates is going to vote to fund Joe Biden's Department of Justice? Yeah, Tim Burchett from Tennessee is, is already on record. He's like, I'm not raising the debt ceiling at all. I don't care what the agreement is. You got folks like Eli Crane of Arizona and Bob Good of Virginia. Matt Rosendale of Montana. And those are just right off the top of my head. And just in the house. But there are at least a dozen others that have just said, forget it. Rick Perry from Pennsylvania. Forget it. These guys are not, they cannot look you in the eye as stewards of taxpayer resources and say, yeah, I guess we got it. We're going to fund our own demise here. We're going to t- continue to use. Look, we have fun- we funded impeachment one. We funded impeachment two. We funded the Mueller investigation. We funded Russia, Russia, Russia investigations. Anything that Adam Schiff did, we funded it all. People say, follow the money. Well, the money goes back to us. So the answer is, what do you do to the question of what do we do now? Get on your horn. Get on your social platforms. Tell your Republican House member, and the House is the key, the Senate, who cares? These guys are falling over from concussions. So, you know, know, these boomers, I don't even know if they have, McConnell hasn't said anything about this to date that I know of. So forget it. The the Senate minority doesn't really matter. What matters is the House majority. 
And if there was supposed to be a branch that's more equal than the others, it's the house. Why? Because they have the power of the purse. We don't need to look for some sort of magic, shake the magic eight ball solution. It's right there in front of us. If you want to put the left on defense, stop funding it. And so if you know anything about my feeds or our platforms or For America, you know we've been talking about how I'm trying to talk past the sale in the sense that I believe there's going to be serious, serious spending cuts. A number of members of Congress have already put out a plan that say we want to put non-discretionary at 2019 pre-COVID levels. A, we can't afford it. B, nobody's asked for this spending explosion. C, it's only hurting us by causing inflation to everything that we buy. Now, you can take pre-COVID levels. That's cute. But now, with this indictment, you're going to have a lot of pissed off members of Congress who are going to have a very, very, very difficult time looking their voting base in the eye and saying, yeah, I had to vote to fund our demise. Oh, but Dave, Kevin McCarthy doesn't believe in this stuff, and he'll just pull Boehner, and he'll just leave it at the altar. Well, that's what the whole speaker's fight was all about. That's the, that was the beauty of the speaker's fight. Okay, it was the beauty of the motion to vacate. If Kevin McCarthy makes a sweetheart deal with Democrats to fund this stuff, that's the last thing Speaker McCarthy does. Because you'd have like two dozen members of Congress that'll rush to the floor and boot him out as Speaker. And he knows it. And he was so desperate to be Speaker... He's willing to make that deal. So he absolutely has to say no. We're not funding our own demise. We're not funding these obese agencies anymore that are just hunting us down. So if you're wondering, what does this country do now? What do you do as a citizen of this country, as a taxpayer of this country? Try not to overthink it. Understand that the solution is in the system that the founders designed. We do not have to pay for it. Support your member of Congress as he or she goes out, if they're a Republican, and he or she goes out and fights this fight and says, no, I'm not using taxpayer resources to fund the continued prosecution of conservatism. Because they will do it. But you got to support them. They got to hear from you. That's number one. Number two, when Joe Biden inevitably threatens to close down parks, to withhold your Social Security, look him in the eye and say, go for it. I dare you. I'm prepared. I'm willing. I'm, I'm no big shakes, Brandon. 
I'm just paying for it on the other side anyway. I'm just taking my social security and just throwing it back into the government to pay for the prosecution of our values. Meanwhile, you spend our resources on government-wide transgender days of visibility. So that's what's ahead. And in the meantime, look, we'll see. I think Trump will will probably turn himself in. I don't think he's going to be want to be a prisoner of Florida. With all due respect to DeSantis's offer not to participate in the his extradition, I just don't see Trump being wanting to just be parked in Florida. If that's the result of DeSantis's non-participation, I think he'll turn himself in. And it'll be on. And I saw a poll on Drudge. You know, do you think he'll be found guilty? And I, I clicked no to see the results. And 60% said no. But as soon as I did it, I thought, yeah, they probably will. <laughs> they probably will find him guilty. Because it just doesn't, the merits just don't seem to matter. Getting him is all that matters. So that's why I'm if I'm not as jazzed. I don't look at elections as what will save us. Never mind that get under current conditions, under current voting conditions, and I'm not even sure that we can win in some of these states. But putting all that aside, Our country was not designed to have elections be the end-all, be-all. The country was designed so that representatives could have an unbelievable share of voice as it relates to what we want our money spent on. And how much government are we willing to tolerate? And so there's going to be an epic shutdown. And now the Department of Justice has moved itself into the epicenter of that. Usually it would be healthcare or defense. I thought maybe Ukraine would be it, but I think that's going to get pushed aside as sort of the epicenter of the shutdown is going to be the Department of Justice. I mean, you got people like Nancy Pelosi saying, now Trump will have an opportunity to prove his innocence. First off, she knows how upside down Stranger Things world that is. We don't live in the upside down It's the state that has to prove his guilt. She knows that. But even if he were to prove his innocence, the press and the left who hates him, that's not going to sway them. They're still going to think he's guilty. So that's not really an answer either. 
Defunding these prosecutions is the answer. Defunding these investigations is the answer. It's one another reason why I'm not too enamored with the idea of investigating Hunter. I know what Hunter did. I know he's a crook. I don't necessarily need to pay for investigation to prove that to me. It's not like the his father's Department of Justice is going to prosecute him anyway. And by the time Trump or someone else got into power, it's not like they're going to prosecute him anyway. And you'd have to be really living under a rock to not know if you're in, is a participant, if you're a participant at all in, in our civics and voting and paying taxes. You have to be living under a rock if you don't know that Hunter Biden is kind of a crook. Is a really weird, bad dude. I don't need a taxpayer-funded investigation to prove that. It's one of the reasons why I suggested to, uh, well, I won't name his name, but someone who's a chairman of one of these committees, and we were at a little meeting, I said, why don't you guys consider zeroing out the funding for all special counsels? I'm, I'm old enough to remember where Congress had to appoint special counsels. Now, all of a sudden, the Department of Justice itself is promote is appointing special counsels to do its job. So if you've got a special counsel on the Biden archive documents, you've got a special counsel on the Trump archive documents, the pen, you got another one for Pence, just so that we can look impartial. I know these guys bring their work home with them. I don't, what, I don't need investigations, taxpayer-funded special counsels. Get rid of all of them. And again, it's not like the Biden's Department of Justice is going to prosecute Biden for taking his work home with him while he was vice president or even while he was president. So I'm real down on investigations. I'm down on the two eyes, investigations and impeachments. Because they're not necessary. And they cost us money. And this isn't like a libertarian like argument that I'm trying to make. Let's just make everything small. That's not it. You're constitutionally mandated to be stewards of taxpayer resources. I'm talking about the House of Representatives. This is an this is a gross abuse of those resources. So stop giving it to them. Stop giving them resources. And then turning around and complaining about it. It's simple. At some point, that has to be done. We're never going to turn this around unless we slam on the brakes as it relates to funding the left. We're, we're literally funding the left with our taxpayer dollars. So 
The solution's there, guys. Right there. And it's gonna it's gonna get very heated this summer. And we'll be following it every step of the way. But yes, what you can do, sure, yes, vote, yes. Make sure that you're an election poll worker. Yes. But that's that's all sort of 2024 stuff. Support the folks that are that want to be stewards of your money. And if they can hear you, they will be better stewards of your money. Trust me. And I don't see how Joe Biden now finds the votes to fund his government. And perhaps maybe this might make it all worth it. That might make all of this all worth it. Because he's basically going to cause the mother of all shutdowns. And I think the country might figure out, like, man, we don't need this. We don't need this this obtrusive, ineffective government that we're not proud of. Chock full of programs that don't work, that are repetitive, that we didn't ask for. That's Joe Biden's going to maybe with these indictments has maybe done us all a favor. And we might get the government that we finally want and deserve and demand that means test itself and stops trying to crush dissent. But that is the way forward, guys. Support your member of Congress as they embark on these spending fights. That's the way the system was designed. Okay, thanks for tuning in. Best of luck to the president. We'll be watching. Over and out.